Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> BFFT. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with a bald faced truth. Well, John Wilner broke the news today. It wasn't good news. UCLA and USC headed to the Big Ten Conference. What does it mean? What does it mean for USC and UCLA in the next year as they will uh, wait till 2024 to join the Big Ten? What does it mean to other sports? What does it mean to Oregon and Washington? Is the Big Ten done? I don't think so. But what would they covet in other potential partners? They're gonna, if they're going to keep gobbling up territory, who else would they want? If you were declaring war on the Pac-12 conference, you'd do exactly what the Big Ten just did. You would come in and you would take away the two L.A. schools, fracture the conference, split it right in half, and then pick over the what's left and go, yeah, do I want Utah? Do I want Oregon and Washington? Do they bring enough to the table? I'm told the Pac-12 conference athletic directors were blindsided by this. State legislator here in the state of Oregon reached out to me during one of the commercial breaks and said he was jumping on the phone with Michael Schill, president at Oregon. What is the? Uh, what are they doing? What can they do to hold this conference together? And if the Pac-12 is going to stick together, the rest of it, can it compete with the teams in the SEC and the Big Ten? What has changed exactly? John Wilner, he's the best in the business. He's joining me. We're also going to take your phone calls. We've taken calls from New York and Phoenix and Seattle and Olympia and the Bay Area and all over the state of Oregon today. Uh, keep it coming at 503-417-7575. Wilner and I will answer your questions. He's joining us now. John Wilner, thank you for making time. How's your day? Uh, it's been a little bit busy. How about you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a little busy. It's not ideal, you know. Like, give us an idea. When this comes down the pipeline with you, you're in a race. I know how it is. You're in a race with The Athletic. You're in a race with ESPN to break this news, how does that go in your world? Uh, often it doesn't go well. This time it went all right. Uh, but, you know, it's, this is such momentous news that, you know, you, you have to be, you know, you always are careful. You always try to confirm, triple confirm. News like this, though, is, you know, next level. And so uh, you hear about it, and you do everything you can. You make calls, and, you, you know, you, you've been in this situation. You often can tell there's something going on by who's not answering their phone or returning <laughs> their text, right? Yes. So, the, you know, this morning I went through a little bit of that. Uh, in fact, I am sitting on the same place, uh, in the same place I was at, like, 8 a.m., and I have gotten up once for a bathroom break, and that's been it. Uh, it has been busy. John Wilner with us, San Jose Mercury News. Um, you know, we all day long sort of speculated as the news broke that, you know, would this happen? 
Was this just, hey, the Big Ten wants them? Would there be an ongoing conversation? It became evident uh, through the course of the day that the Big Ten presidents and chancellors would be voting on it. Then UCLA and USC want to go. Let's start simple. Why would USC and UCLA want to leave the Pac-12? There's only one reason. It's money. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? They are going to double, maybe even more than double, their their revenue uh, from media rights based on moving to the, the Big Ten. They would probably have gotten in the range of 50, $55 million a year in media rights if they had stayed in the Pac-12. Maybe in the Big Ten they're going to get over $100 million, and then maybe closer to $110, $120 million a year. You know, that is astronomical money. Uh, for USC, it's also there's certainly the competitive allure of going against uh, some of those schools. UCLA, you know, they've got accumulated debt over uh, athletic department debt of over fifty million. So that gets wiped away immediately. That giant fifty billion dollar problem UCLA has is gone. Uh, so you know, there was a, all the reasons to get back to cash. I'm told that Oregon AD Rob Mullins, Oregon State Scott Barnes. Uh, Utah's Mark Harlan, Jen Cohen at Washington. Nobody knew this was happening. How do they keep it a secret? Nobody knew. Uh, I I can confirm that nobody in the Pac-12 knew this was happening except for USC and UCLA. How do they keep it a secret? You know, there's an incredibly small circle of people who know. It's going to be the university presidents at, at USC and UCLA, maybe two confidants, uh, and then it's the people uh, in the big couple people in the Big Ten, and it's going to be Fox. You know, this is let's make no mistake here. Uh, Fox is a prime driver behind this, the same way ESPN was a prime driver behind Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Fox is the majority owner of Big Ten football, and just like ESPN is the majority owner of SEC football, they are the, the chess masters making these moves. The George Klyovkov play here. He's on day 365 of his tenure. <laughs> Happy anniversary, George. Uh, you know, I'm told oh. George George is on vacation when this happens. You know, he has to go into crisis management mode, like, immediately. Immediately. And the first thing he's got to do is he's got to play defense. He's got to do whatever he can to make sure that these – you know, first he's got to make sure that it's it's actually happening. And then once he's sure that it's really happening, he's got to play defense. And he's got to do whatever he can to try to keep, you know, the, the 10 remaining schools intact. And in that regard, the whole thing starts with, with Washington and Oregon, right? I mean, the, the future of this conference, it, it, you know, as bleak as it is, you know, it will disintegrate, I think, if Oregon and Washington were to leave. Yeah, I had a lot of people say it, it's already – it's already listing or it's teetering. Uh, how do you view? Yeah. How do you view that right now? If they can keep the ten intact, do they add to it? Do they try to make a splashy addition from the Big Twelve or an independent? Or what's the move? I mean, I think that if if they can keep the ten intact, is it that much different than the Big Twelve? I don't know that it is because they're both, along with the ACC, on this third tier. The Big Ten and the SEC are now the absolute unquestioned kingpins, and there's nobody on the second tier. So then you've got the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac, whatever, existing in a 
where they are more like each other than they are like either the Big Ten or the SEC, right? So uh, if, if Oregon and Washington stay and the conference remains intact, my, my guess is that they'll pursue some kind of merger with the Big 12s. I would think that would be the, the, you know, the first choice, right? You go to ESPN and you beg for them to construct some kind of 22-team league. How does it affect media rights negotiations? Because you and I, you and I both talked to George Klyovkov, you know, a couple Fridays ago, a couple weekends ago. He was saying at the time, "Hey, well, let's see where the market gets set by the Big Ten. Now he has a product that doesn't have the LA TV market, and he can't take Irvine and you know Pepperdine into the Pac-12. It just doesn't work. Like, where does this leave the Pac-12? Well, I mean, I think that if they start over. Because there is, we don't even know what what the Pac-12 is going to be. Is it going to be ten? Is it going to be merged? Is it? Are they going to add and get back to twelve? I don't know. So he's got to figure out his membership. But that happens in conjunction with ESPN and Fox, right? They got to help him rebuild. And so the media rights is kind of wrapped up into the formulation of the reconfigured conference. I mean, if there even is a reconfigured conference, right? I mean, if, if Oregon and Washington leave, the Pac-12 is done, really. John Wilner with us, San Jose Mercury News. All right, along those lines, if I'm Oregon, you know, what would keep me in the Pac-12? If I'm Washington, I'm Jen Cohn, Anna Marie Casse, why, why do I want to be in this conference if, it, if, it's, if it's got, you know, it's less than what it was yesterday? You don't. And I'm sure that there are, you know, I'm sure Phil Knight is calling, uh, you know, Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, and all of the Fox Sports executives right now. And I'm sure Washington's got people doing the exact same thing. Those those two schools are looking, they're looking for a lifeline to the to the Big Ten. Now the question is, does the Big Ten want them? And that's a that is the the side of the calculation that we have. There's a lot of question about. I don't know that the Big Ten does want them. I don't know that it doesn't, but I'm sure that they are trying to get out. I'm looking at the geography of this new Big Ten conference, and, you know, it's got, you know, all these teams, uh, you know, that are around the middle part of the country, and then, you know, those two Southern California schools now. It would feel to me like, you know, you'd want to add some West Coast uh, flavor here to cut down on the travel and maybe create a Big Ten West. But... You wanted USC and UCLA because they are attractive. They bring Los Angeles into your TV deal. Who else in the Pac-12? Let's create a ranking. If you are creating a ranking, and you know, you mentioned Oregon and Washington, who are your top targets if you're the Big Ten? Well, I don't know that anybody besides Oregon and Washington would really even be considered, to be honest. Uh, Oregon, because of the, you know, Oregon's got a good football brand nationally. Um, and, and the Nike connection in Washington fits also. You know, Seattle's, you know, what, 10th, 11th largest media market. you got Amazon and Microsoft. You know, a lot of tradition there. And I think both of those schools, you can make a case that would, would help the Big Ten competitively uh, and, and serve as kind of partners with the L.A. schools. But the question is all about the money. So the Big Ten... With USC and UCLA, let's just use it because it's a round number. Let's just say that the, the, the each school is going to get $100 million a year in media rights. Well, the only way you add schools is if the schools you're bringing in are, are going to 
prompt Fox or ESPN, Fox really, to pay everybody $101 million. So you ask yourself, is Oregon or Washington big enough that they are going to be worth $101 million in media rights? And I'm not sure that they are, right? I don't know that they're not, uh, and that the pairing of the two could augment the value, but I'm not sure that they are. That's, that's the biggest question. Would adding them make it more lucrative for the existing 16 members of the Big Ten? John Wilner is with us. Wilner, you and I are going to take some phone calls, if that's okay with you, after the break. Uh, we've been getting calls from all over the country today. I, I am, uh, you know, I'm disappointed with what's happening with the Pac-12, but I'm inspired by what's happening with the uh, listeners of the show and the people who who care about the Pac-12. John Wilner, going to stick around. You okay sticking around for some questions? I am good, of course. All right, John Wilner and I will take your questions next. Five zero three is the area code. 417-7575. Wherever you're listening, we want to hear from you. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald Face truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. We're visiting with John Wilner, Bay Area News Group, San Jose Mercury News. He has been kind enough to stick around to answer some questions. We've been getting them from all over the place. 503-417-7575 is the phone number. Let's go first to Washington, D.C. Uh, Greg is in Washington, D.C. He's joining us. Greg, you're on with John Wilner. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. Um, question for you all. I understand why an athletic director for U.S. UCLA might want to take the money and run to the Big Ten. But why would a, a president like, like Gene Block or the president of USC want to leave California, Stanford, and Cal and move to the Big Ten where the academics isn't really as good? Yeah, question there. It, 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 is it about more than money, John Wilner, or is it just money? Well, first, I would, I would push back a little on the Big Ten a- academics not being quite as good. I mean, I think the, the Big Ten is the one conference that really can stay, stand up to the, the Pac-12 or is viewed as being able to stand up to the Pac-12, right? I mean, that's part of the, you know, part of the uh, partnership that they have going back through the Rose Bowl it extends to the academic side. So, you know, USC and UCLA, we're not going to leave for another conference, the Big 12 or the SEC, for instance, but I think that they view the Big Ten as being on par academically. And then it's the money. I mean, UCLA has got $50, $60 million in athletic department debt that's been accumulated over the last few years. This this answers that, that question. It, it allows UCLA athletics to get out of uh, a, a financial hole that they've been in for, for many years. That's that's an, e- an easy answer on the on the financial front for them. So it's a lot about money, uh, it, but the academic piece, I think, satisfied both both university presidents. Yeah, Carol Folt, in her tweet just uh, about 20 minutes ago, she said, Big news, Trojans, in August 2024, USC will join the Big Ten. This positions us for long-term success and stability in a conference that shares our values of academic excellence, athletic competitiveness, and diversity and inclusion across all sports. 
Um, you know, so she's basically saying, look, they got they check a lot of boxes here. Uh, let's take another call. Let's go to uh, Canby. Uh, Gary is in Canby, Oregon. Gary, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Went to UCLA back in the 60s when they were winning all their championships in basketball under John Wooden. And my thought is one part that's not being considered is the student body being able to travel to away games. I know we went to Palo Alto for football for the Stanford-UCLA game. It's not going to be able for the kids to do that type of thing. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's also the other piece of that is, uh, you know, not just the fans and the students, but the, the, the athletes, right? I mean, USC's tennis team is going to be playing Rutgers, right? I mean, it's, so it is, uh, with regard to the Olympic sports, it is uh, a huge, a huge development, right, in terms of the travel. Football is, you know, in and out. But those some of those Olympic sports, you got a series on the West Coast or on the East Coast, you come home, and you got another yep. series Midwest, it's crazy. Pac-12 has issued a statement. Uh, they say, quote, while we are extremely surprised and disappointed by the news coming out of UCLA and USC today, we have a long and storied history in athletics, academics, and leadership in supporting student-athletes that we are confident will continue to thrive and grow in the future. The Pac-12 is home to many of the world's best universities, blah, 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 blah. Surprised and disappointed was the most interesting part there. Uh, it feels like they were blindsided. Like, even Klyovkov, you know, when I spoke with him, like, he didn't seem at all concerned about this. You and I have both been banging the drum for him. I'm impressed with him. Is this a is this a knock on the leadership of the conference that he didn't see this coming? You know, I mean, it, it kind of has to be, but at the same time, you can also yeah, – how many people knew? I mean, nobody, nobody in the Pac-12 outside of USC and UCLA knew. Uh, it's the same thing that happened in the, in the Big 12, right? When no, Texas and Oklahoma was a complete surprise, right? I mean, my guess is that you could probably count on two hands the number of people that knew this was happening, and those include the Fox TV executives that are the you know chess masters behind it all. So, you know, I, I think – you certainly, this Klyovkov's got to own this. There's no doubt. But I also think that in some regards, he, you know, he has been dealt a bad hand, right? Based on the strategies put in place by his predecessor, that I think are playing. This is the result, uh, not of anything that Klyovkov has done, but the result of policies on the media front that were in place from his predecessor, Larry Scott. Yeah, and I think it, you know, it is unfortunate as it is. We could look at. USC and UCLA not being what they once were as part of that equation. But you're right. Larry Scott's TV deals uh, made this uh, a no-brainer for USC and UCLA once the money got involved. Let's go to Stephen, who's in Eugene. He's listening on Fox Sports Eugene. Stephen, you're on with John Wilner. Go ahead. Hey, how are you doing, John? I love your show. Um, I think, honestly, if uh, USC and UCLA are going to go to – the Big Ten, then uh, maybe they should all just come together and be like something like the Big Pack or like figure out something and just like be the Super Pack, you know what I mean? Um, I think they're doing it because not only money, obviously, but like recruiting. And uh, if, if, you know, that 
doesn't work out, then maybe, you know, Oregon, I know there's a lot more than just Oregon involved, but, like, maybe Oregon should do, like, a, it's been talked about in the past, like, do, like, a Notre Dame type of deal, you know? Um, and also, uh, WWSDD, what would Snoop Dogg do? Yeah, what would Snoop Dogg do? I thought about that all day long. Wilner, uh, let me let me ask you this. Um is there a chance that Klyovkov and the Pac-12 CEO group get together with Kevin Warren and the presidents and chancellors in the Big Ten and go, hey, let's blend these two together? Or it, it feels like if that was on the table, the Big Ten would have approached long before, you know, it wouldn't be just two schools today. Right. I mean, that doesn't do the Big Ten any good, right? They're the conference in a position of strength. And it's certainly, I don't know that it would do Fox any, any good. And I, I know I keep getting back to that, but Fox is the invisible hand behind this whole thing. And they're doing what, you know, they think is going to generate the best, the best media product for them to broadcast. And then and the most, you know, the value for the conference. Fox owns the Big Ten football, right? They own the Big Ten network. Yeah. They, they uh, the Big Ten success is Fox's, Fox's success and vice versa. So they're going to do what, what Fox thinks is worthwhile, and Fox doesn't, is going to look out west, and they're not going to think that some kind of merger is going to help them. That, that just devalues the, the Big Ten entity as it currently exists. Yeah, and, and I think, is there, like, let's just, let's play, let's spitball here for a second, Wilner. If, if you are the Pac-12, is there a member or two out there in the Big 12 or somewhere else that you're not replacing the divot of L.A., but, you know, is there a move here for George Klyovkov? Is, you know, is there a Notre Dame move? It, something, you know, is there a splashy move out there? There's no splash available. And that's part of the problem that Pac-12 has had is the lack of options. Once, 10 years ago, Oklahoma and Texas, that thing died. There have been no real options for the Pac-12 because of the you know, the paucity of football schools with with brand names and major media markets, right? The western third of the country just doesn't have very many. Um, so I don't know where they would turn, right? I mean, I thought that Houston would be a good addition for, for the Pac-12. But now if you're Houston, why would you go to the Pac-12? But the Big 12, this is the, the strategic flip has taken place, right? Eleven months ago, the Big 12 was hurting called the Pac-12 to, we, we, you know, can we merge? Pac-12's like, yeah, we don't need you. Now the Pac-12 needs the Big 12. Yeah. And there's no reason for BYU, Houston, uh, other schools in the Big 12 to jump to the Pac-12. The, the Big 12's in a better position. It's, it's an incredible change of events over the last 11 months. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right. Like, you know, I was thinking about it today, and I go, gosh, like the Pac-12 – um, you know, the position they're in now, um, you know, there's no blueprint really for losing these two L.A. schools. But, oh, yeah, look at the Big 12. Like, you know, it wasn't like they didn't matter last year uh, when it came to college football. They just they were playing with, you know, one arm behind their back and watching Texas and Oklahoma go out the door. Now the Pac-12 is in that position. Tony's in Oregon City. Tony, welcome to the conversation. Thank you. All I got to say is, Wow. I didn't know schools could go in the transfer portal and um, compete for NILs on their part. 
they all criticize um, players for doing that, and now you got schools doing that, and there's no hypocrisy there. What's going on? Yeah. I think on the other side of it, why not have George put a big, huge conglomerate of schools together on the West Coast? I think we can support ourselves. We were the Pac-10. We thrived. Yes, I know the California schools were there, but we got a group of people. We got a group of fans that just want to do it. And on that final note, gosh, the Rose Bowl has just gone out the window. Yeah, I think the Rose Bowl was in trouble before this. Wilner, can you stick around for one more? Absolutely. He's got one more in him. I want your phone calls. Wherever you're listening, 503-417-7575. I want to hear from you if you are in the Bay Area or Washington or Phoenix, Arizona. We got John Wilner here. Pepper him with questions. What is next? What does it mean? I want to ask him coming up what it means for Oregon, Oregon State, like the rivalry there. If, if Oregon, in fact, goes, what happens to Oregon State? What happens to Washington State if Washington goes? But I want your phone calls as well. I got a line open, 503-417-7575. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. 503-417-7575 is the phone number. Wherever you're listening, John Wilner and I are here to answer questions. Wilner broke the news today. Fantastic reporting and work. UCLA and USC gone to the Big Ten Conference. It's official now. They've uh, been voted in. It's been approved by the Big Ten. Wilner and I here to answer your questions. We're going to start in Tacoma, Washington with Paul. Paul, you're on with John Wilner. Go ahead. Hey, John. And Mr. Wilner as well. How's, how are you all doing? I have a question. If Fox is driving all this, my question is for you go like this. Is Fox interested in super conferences? How big a super conference would Fox want, and how potentially big could super conferences be? Yeah, how many teams is too many? Let's start with that. We're talking about, you know, is 20 or 22 too many, or what do you think, Wilner? Um, you know, I'm surprised by this. I thought that this step was not going to occur the Big Ten adding two or four teams and getting incrementally bigger. I thought the next step for college football was going to be straight to a 30 or 40 team upper division that would include the Big Ten and the SEC and then the best from the other conferences. But this is uh, an incremental move. uh, And so the question is, are there going to be more incremental moves? Again, it depends on how Fox and ESPN value some of these universities, not just Oregon and Washington, but, you know, Clemson's still out there. Florida State is still out there, right? So there's some a few moves that left potentially to get the Big Ten to, you know, I mean, or North Carolina and Duke, right? Big Ten could get up to 2024, 20, mm-hmm. but I just don't – I don't know if, if, if Fox would see that as the right value play. Yeah, I, I think you're right there that, you know, I'm – you had me at Clemson and Florida State. They're interesting to me. They add, you know, another region of the country too to the to the Fox uh, to the you know viewing viewing uh, portfolio. But um, 
Duke and North Carolina in basketball, tremendous power, tremendous brand. Let's go to Beaverton, Oregon. I think Casey's in Beaverton. Casey, go ahead. Hi, John. Thank you for taking my call. Um, first, of course, I'm stunned, and yet at the same time, not all that surprised. Uh, and John Wilner just mentioned what I was going to throw out. Uh, I mentioned this about nine months ago, and I think it's way past due, but it's not too late to get ahead of this. The reality is we are eventually going to have a big Super League. Who knows how Fox and ESPN and whoever else are going to slug it out. But if the rest of the college football world and really college athletics as a whole were smart, they would stop being reactive and be proactive. There's, you know, When you have this Super League of 30 to 40 teams, whatever it is, the rest of the teams are even more cannon fodder than they ever used to be. So it's, it's now's the time to have the same kind of covert operation uh, that doesn't get revealed until it's done, where all of the other teams who are clearly going to be the have-nots band together, have roughly a 100-team uh, still football league, and, and actually kick the other teams out, <laughs> reverse this, create what's going to be uh, basically a low-level NIL-funded league where it's going to be more like traditional college sports and college football, let the Super League do their thing, send them off on their own with all their other sports as well. They are now their own league unto themselves. There's going to be a sports uh, broadcaster who's going to want to grab a whole hundred team league that's covering all the sports that are currently in the NC2A. I think that's the only way to go. Otherwise, Reactive is only going to get Pac-10 and all, Pac-12 and all the other leagues uh, further away from any kind of reasonable competition. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Wilner, do you have any thoughts on that before I go? I'm not sure who's going to pay for it, right? And yeah. who's going to pay enough to cover your expenses, right? Running a football operation is an expensive deal. And, you know, they could get, I don't know, sure, some streaming service would be willing to, to showcase football games, but that's not going to pay for your product. Yeah, and I also think, um, you know, we knew that there would be a shift. We knew we were amid a shift in major college athletics, but like you, Wilner, I just didn't think it would be the Pac-12 splintering. I thought it would be the Power Fives banding together or maybe four of the Power Fives banding together and taking some leftovers from the ACC or Big 12 or whoever wasn't in that, that alliance. And, oh, by the way, where does this leave the alliance, Wilner? Uh, what's that Agatha Christie one uh, book where the, the corpse gets stabbed like twelve times? Uh, that's kind of, you know, uh, is that Murder on the Orient Express? It might be. So I mean, the alliance is is toast, obviously, right? I mean, the big thing for the alliance was to provide stability, uh, and it did for ten months. Yeah, 10 months of stability, and then chaos followed that. Let's go to Lake Oswego, Oregon. Mike and Lake Oswego, go ahead. I have to admit that this is a painful day, John. And the question I've got to ask is, what what is really going to happen with the University of Oregon? Because you take a look at how much money Phil Knight and group have put into that, org- into that university, and then, then you look on the flip side, you take a look at Corvallis and Oregon State. They're, both, they're building a brand-new stadium. And realistically, they're going to be ended up probably going to the big sky the way this thing's going. I cannot see under any scenario the Pac-12 surviving the L.A. schools leaving. And I'll leave it at that. 
Yeah, is there? I don't know if I'm going to go that far because I think we have seen, you know, shift upon shift. Even if you go back a couple of years in in college athletics, but you know, I hear people saying, "Wilner, the Pac-12 is dead." Are you willing to go that far? I'm not. Not yet, uh, but I think a lot of it does depend on on Oregon and and you see uh, Oregon and Washington, right? The, the the Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado, without they don't have any connection really uh without usc and ucla because southern california was so important to them like they got a lot of alumni there they recruit there they you know that that was the the la schools were the connective tissue that ran through the entire conference and so without them those four corner state schools they're you know they have less reason to be here i would imagine they're going to look to the big 12 and and see if the big 12 would take them as a as a quartet potentially right and that connective tissue is now so now cut off from the the northern part of the conference so if oregon and washington were to leave you know what you got oregon state washington state and the bay area schools left i mean that's not a conference right that is not a conference yeah what happens if oregon and washington go it feels to me like Oregon State, Washington State get left behind. Are they in the equivalent of the Mountain West at that point, even though we'd call it the Pac-12? Or, or what happens to the Pac-12? I mean, it's possible that they join the Mountain West um, and, you know, reconfigure that. I think if, if Oregon and Washington stay, I could see a merger with the Big 12. Without Oregon and Washington, I don't know why the Big 12 would necessarily need to merge. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. It, it is if you're a fan of Oregon. I mean, I'm just being honest. If you're a fan of Oregon State, Washington State right now, I'd be really worried about the future of my football program, especially. It's just, you know, that's just the way things roll. Now, I don't know if Oregon and Washington are going to leave, but I do know if they do, that is huge trouble for the other eight, and at least four of those eight could have an escape hatch to the Big Twelve. Yeah. It feels like that is the big thing. Let's go to Baltimore, Maryland. We have Bill in Baltimore calling in. Bill, you're on with John Wilner. Go ahead. John Wilner, the illustrious. Great reporting, John Wilner. You got him. I have a question for you, sir. This is all about football. This is all about school and the money. What do you think about all the Olympic sports, all the Olympic athletes, student athletes, right, and, you know, uh, it's all this with Maryland leaving the ACC, and you see the Maryland's, you know, field hockey team at BWI Airport flying to Minnesota in the middle of the week, missing three days of school or whatever. So why does UCLA field hockey, you know, they're going to go play Rutgers at Rutgers. It makes no sense for all the side of um, for basketball student-athletes. These, these schools are getting a ton of money. They're getting more money. There's, quote-unquote, more stability. But it just seems like not only are we distinguishing between super conferences and everybody else in Division One, but we're also distinguishing between the two money makers and everything else as well. Yeah. What do you think? Let's talk Olympic sports, Wilner. Um, what does this do to the Olympic sports in the conference, especially at um, UCLA and USC? Uh, hey, good question, uh, Bill. Thanks. Uh, and I, I should know, I, I've known Bill since I was five years old, so I appreciate the, uh, him <laughs> hopping on. Um, uh, but that's, you know, to me, that's part of what is so surprising about this is 
the demand that is placed on the student athlete, which really now you can't call them student athletes. At, I mean, if they're, you know, if the UCLA tennis team is flying to West Lafayette to play a weekend match, I mean, what what is that's a professional team in my opinion. Uh, that is the real surprising part of it, and that's also why when I first heard the news this morning. I wasn't sure if it was just a football only move or if it was going to be all the sports because that is such a you know a next level commitment uh, for those student athletes and and look we're moving towards an era where they are professional semi professional and I think that this is just more evidence of that it's it's really that is I mean it's worse than in for the demands on the student athlete, it's worse than a West Virginia tennis player having to go to Norman, Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I mean, right. This, that, it, <laughs> the frequent flyer miles are going to be outrageous. Yeah, when you look at the map, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's take one more, if you don't mind, uh, take sticking around for one more question here. Uh, on line two, I believe we have Pat, who has called in. Uh, Pat, you're on McLaughlin Boulevard. Thank you for being specific about where you are. Where, what's the traffic like on McLaughlin Boulevard, Pat? It, uh, not bad. Uh, uh, heading south. Okay. Now, your question for John Wilner. Go ahead. Well, this is what I think, you guys. I mean, Oregon, Was Oregon, uh, Washington, and I think Stanford, because uh, it's such an incredible program. I mean, it's such a incredible school. And then Cal, because all the TVs are in that area. I mean, they got to go to the Big Ten. I mean, I. I but what? What's going to happen to Oregon State? Are, are they are they Mountain West bound? And, and Washington yeah. State has done such a great job over the years. I mean, boy, I don't know. Yeah, it. it and it, you know, we have kind of touched on this at different points, Wilner. But is there anything Oregon State, Washington State can do right now, or do they have to sit tight and just hope? that George Klyovkov or the university, the Pac-12 CEO group puts its arms around Oregon and Washington and holds this thing together? They've got to hope and pray. I mean, you know, look, certainly there's some state politics that would have to play out, right? Uh, and I would imagine that they need to be working those angles for, for sure, right? What Salem and Olympia and putting pressure on Washington and Oregon to stay. I don't know if that can, I don't know if that would, would help or would ultimately change something, but that's what you need to do. I mean, they are kind of in helpless situations as are, you know, the Arizona schools, Cal Stanford and, and, and Colorado and Utah even. I mean, is everybody, there, is, everybody is helpless kind of waiting now for Oregon Washington. Is there a chance that the UC regents get involved on the UCLA front? Could they block this? You know, at this point, You'd have to think that they, the UCLA has cleared that hurdle, but I always thought that that was going to be pretty significant, that they wouldn't let UCLA leave um, because of what it would do to Cal, a sister school. But apparently that's not as big a deal as, as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I can't believe at this point that it, something would come up that they haven't already cleared, but you never know. I mean, in realignment, right, it's, you never say never. Uh, until it's done, and even sometimes after it's done. Uh, and so I guess we'll see. All right. More to come, Wilner. I'm sure you're going to have more tomorrow on this front. I appreciate you giving us so much of your time today. Thank you, man. Oh, anytime. Thanks for having me. All right. There's John Wilner. You can read him at uh, the San Jose Mercury News. Follow him on Twitter, at Wilner Hotline. Uh, some parting thoughts coming up. 
So much to dissect. This has been a terrific show. We've been all over it. So many calls from around the country, New York and Baltimore and Arizona and the Bay Area and Seattle and Tacoma and Olympia and right there on McLaughlin Boulevard uh, here in our state. But uh, I really appreciate everybody who's called in. We will finish it off. We'll take it home. Still some lines open at 503-417-7575. More to come. This is not done. This will be a developing story. We will have more tomorrow as well. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.